one. Hello, everyone. This is Bree. Welcome to the chocolate bar. I have with me my partner in crime, my sister in iron. Say hi. Hello, hello. This is Dee on the chocolate bar sitting here with Bree. Welcome to our little world, our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hi, Dee. Well, you guys, I'm super excited about this. This has been a <laughs> labor of love, so to speak, and a passion project. And it's something that we've both been thinking about and been excited about for quite some time. And we want to tell you a little bit about who we are, why we are, and what we are. So as I said, my name is Bree, um, and this podcast is going to celebrate women of color in strength sports. So whether that's powerlifting or CrossFit or Olympic weightlifting or bodybuilding, um, this is your space. Um, we want to make sure to give shine to the amazing women that are doing amazing things in, in these sports. And we know you're out there and you just need a space to pop your head in and say hello and get comfortable. So that's what we hope to provide. So before we get more into that, maybe we can talk a little bit about who we are and how we got to this point. Do you want to start, D? Sure. I'm going to, before I jump into who I am in my story or what have you, I will share with our lovely listeners our little tagline, since we haven't actually put that out there yet. It's been in the works. So we decided on our lives, our strength, our time. And all that really is, is just symbolic of everything about what we're trying to do here. We, we, we have lives that we bring to the table. I, I wish I could say I was a professional strength athlete, <laughs> but that is not my entire life right now. I wish it could be, I really do, but that's not my entire life, but it is what provides a lot of my strength. And this is our time to discuss it and be about it and take that time out from everything else we do in the world from whether it's family or work or all the other things we have going on. This is our little time to get away from the world and talk about the thing that matters to us. And that, you know, is just that special part of our lives. So that's our, ta- our, our tagline. You'll hear us say it, you'll hear us mention it. And that's what that's about. So uh, to talk a little bit about who I am, I am D as Bree said, I am 37 and I live in the lovely city of Atlanta, uh, not born and raised, but close enough at 18 years from <laughs> living anywhere else. Um, I got into strength sports a long time ago. It's been, if I had to put a number to it, over 15 years ago. Uh, I got into it initially just because I was, after college, had gained a bunch of weight and I didn't want to be fat anymore. <laughs> I was a sad fat girl, to be perfectly honest. Aww. And I... <laughs> I really just wanted to be something else. And I initially chased skinny, um, even though I had never in life been skinny, not when I was a gymnast, not when I was a dancer, but I figured I would chase down skinny. And uh, 
literally chasing skinny on the treadmill for miles and miles and miles and miles. <laughs> and I started taking one of those aerobics classes that you see where they lift the weights. I think they're usually called body sculpt or something like that. And the woman in the class was this amazing, powerful woman with this short haircut. And if you know me in real life, I definitely kind of stole her haircut. <laughs> and um, she just blew my mind with her muscles and her strength. And she told me one day when I asked what I needed to do to look like her, she told me to get out of her class and go lift some real weights on the gym floor. So I took that oh, to heart. Smart lady. <laughs> I love her for that. Her name was Mike. I love her for that. Um, and I took that to heart and I think I've never turned away since then. Um, I am hypothyroid and I have a pituitary disorder that both of those things can contribute to massive weight gain and weightlifting has become a way to, I guess, almost treat those. My doctor is a firm believer that part of the reason that I've been doing so well over the years is because I've been lifting all this time. Um, so that's a big part of it. But I did the whole figure competitor thing and it wasn't the greatest experience for me. Prep and my body don't like each other. Um, I'm a glutton for punishment. So I definitely pushed it as long as I could and it was not for me, but I never left lifting and I decided to change directions and go on the bulk of a lifetime and become a power lifter <laughs> so I could eat. And that was probably, what, two years ago now? And uh, finally this year, I hired a powerlifting coach, decided to take things more seriously than letting my friend from the gym be my coach. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so hopefully this year will be the first meet. I don't know when it is. My I've handed all responsibility for the thought process to my coach because he's smarter than I am. He's also a little bit crazier than I am. So <laughs> you will do with that do what you will this year. <laughs> you will do it. Hey, if he's if he says we're it's not happening until 2017 or 2018 or the end of 2017 or the beginning of 2018, it's up to him. That is why okay. he is the coach man. Fair because enough. he's got things he wants. I, I think just to finish out and round out the story, I think it's really easy to go into powerlifting and just say, I'm just going to do a meet. And I probably, if I were the kind of person who was good at working that way, I probably would have done one a long time ago, but I'm not good at working that way. I, I talk myself into the worst possible state of mind in those situations. I've done that with dance before. Oh, I'm just going to go audition for Beyonce. And I mean that in the most literal way. I really did go and audition for Beyonce. <laughs> And Y'all, it was a spontaneous don't let uh, D be <laughs> modest. She was like a for real, for real, legit dancer. So Yeah, but I shouldn't have been dancing for Beyonce. I definitely wasn't ready for that. <laughs> I hadn't been in class in a really long time, and I shouldn't have been there. And I did it anyway, and it, I, it kind of was mentally not the best thing I've ever done. So I realize now that I'm a person who feels better in those situations where I'm being not necessarily pressured, but it's a pressure situation or a situation with an audience where I need to feel a hundred percent prepared. So that's what this whole coaching thing and taking it seriously thing is about. But right. I think that's the fastest and best summary of who I am and where I am. And the only other thing I'll say is I've got two dogs who think that they are the uh, actual hosts and possibly the executive <laughs> producers of this show. So uh, Hi, yeah, shout out to Sasha and Marlo. <laughs> for their help on hosting this show and creating the show since they think they own it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I will pass back to Bree so she can share her really awesome path and story with us. I love Ooh. your stories. I, I love yours too. 
So I am Brie. Um, I am 45. Yes, I'll be 46 this year in <laughs> September. As you know, it's sad when you have to stop and start thinking about how old you actually are, child. But um, that's definitely not because I'm ashamed. I am very blessed to have made it this far. So that's fine with me. I'm born and raised in California. I'm a 100% Cali girl to the bone, Bay Area. Um, moved to the East Coast, oh gosh, well over 20 something years ago, but Cali will always be home. Um, huge Oakland Raiders fan, Raider Nation, hey. Um, I have an amazing husband. His name is John, and I have a soon-to-be 13-year-old boy Woo! Um, oh next gosh. week. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can't even believe it when I say it. Um, I, too, wish that uh, strength sports were my full-time gig, but alas, they are not. Um, I'm what I like to call myself a recovering attorney. Um, I was a trial lawyer for about 12 or 13 years and um, stepped away from that. And now I work in higher education administration um, in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. And it's cool. Um, what else about me? I love dogs, much like my partner here, Dee. Um, I have an American bull dog. <laughs> His name is Angus. <laughs> hot mess. He is the most petty dog ever. Um, but we love him. So in terms of how I got to this point, let's see. Ooh, way back in the Stone Ages when I was young, um, I wasn't a particularly like active kid in terms of formal exercise. Um, I'm of the generation where we were still forced to play outside in the summer all day um, and not come back till the streetlights came on. So I was always outside riding my bike or playing hopscotch or just doing whatever. Um, and my mom was one of those old Southern moms. So we had, you know, three hot meals a day at the very least. So I never, um, I didn't really have a lot of weight problems growing up. I mean, I was always a thicker girl. Um, apparently I came out of the womb with a booty is the family folklore that, uh, <laughs> Yes, I've grown up hearing, right? Now I embrace it, but it was a little embarrassing back then. Um, so, you know, just always active doing stuff. Um, I danced for um, a while when I was growing up, but I wasn't great at it. I'm a little rhythmically challenged, um, but I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. It is absolutely true. Um, but I got into gymnastics, which I really, really loved and took to. So did that for a long time growing up um, until I got to that point where uh, my coach was pretty much like, okay, this is the point where we decide, is she going to take this seriously and really try to sort of devote, you know, extended time to this and, and, and hone this craft? Or is she gonna just sort of not do it or do it um, kind of as a leisure activity? So I was excited to do it. Um, I loved it. But then the coach told my mom, and if she is going to do this seriously, she's going to need to lose some weight. Well, y'all, Willie Ruth Harris 
was not having it and <laughs> was not here for this. So she promptly picked me and my stuff up, said, thank you for your time and we will keep it moving. So that was the really the first time I kind of became aware that, you know, my body was, I guess, different. Um, but I still wasn't, you know, really bothered by it, but I just became a little more aware of that. Um, maybe a little self-conscious. Anyway, grew up, um, went to college, and that's when I really started exercising in earnest and, you know, doing kind of much like D, you know, same path, cardio bunny, you know, doing all the cardio, trying to get thin, trying to lose the booty, trying to lose the massive thighs, blah, blah, blah. Um, did that throughout college, graduated. And then when I moved to the East Coast and got my first real job, that's when things started to change. Um, I was sitting behind a desk most of the day and, you know, got a little thicker. Still wasn't necessarily, you know, I guess what most would consider to be overweight, but my metabolism was fast back then <laughs> where I could just sort of say, oh, these jeans are tight. Let me not eat Doritos this week and it would be all good. Um, and then I turned 30. <laughs> and, right. And that's when it all went to hell. Um, had a baby and that whole snapback thing. Yeah, not so much. Nothing was snapping back anywhere. So started working with a trainer. Um, that's when I really started to fall in love with um, seriously weightlifting. I had been doing it a little bit before then, um, had started teaching Tybo classes and doing some different things, but that's what really started to change for me. Um, still didn't have a good handle on nutrition, so was sort of still eating anything and whatever I wanted. So kind of got some results, but not really um, satisfied. Um, so once I started weight training, um, got into doing uh, physique competitions, um, did the first one um, as a figure girl, and it was fun. But I really started to recognize that it started messing with my head. Um, because I thought, oh, I should look like this all the time and I can just diet and exercise and eat air and, you know, I'll always look amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that didn't work out that too well. So I actually stepped back and took about a seven year break because I really needed to find a way to love the body I was in, you know, all the months out of the year. And that's when I really got into lifting heavy. Um, I started crossfitting and just really focusing on strength and power and not abs or being skinny. And uh, that's really what uh, made me fall in love with the barbell. Um, so I've been doing that. Um, went back to physique competitions because I felt like I had some unfinished business. Um, decided to compete in a different category, which was women's physique, which is like bar, uh, bodybuilding light. But we'll talk about that stuff on a future podcast. Um, anyway, loved it, did well, um, ended up earning a pro card. So I am an IPA slash IPE pro in women's physique. Woo! 
But um, I'm finding that my heart is really leading me towards strength sports more and more and powerlifting. So, and I've learned an incredible amount the last year or two from not only Dee, but just again, all the badass women I've been following on Instagram, which hopefully we'll get a chance to introduce you to at some point. Um, and just really loving what it's doing for my middle-aged body. <laughs> So that's kind of where I am now. Um, I'm planning to do one more physique composition, um, making my pro debut sometime later this year. So you guys will get to come along on that journey. And then I think I'm going to just turn my attention full time to powerlifting and and get a little bit more into CrossFit again. But I'm hoping to get on that platform one day and do a powerlifting meet. So I'm also learning as I go along. So that's kind of my story. Am I forgetting anything? I think you got everything. I just say, okay. come to the dark side. We have cookies over here. Girl, we have cookies, cookies and snacks and wine. I love it all. Oh, and I forgot that part. In addition to the Raiders and my dog and my, my family, I love workout stuff and I love snacks. We will be talking about snacks, all the snacks all the time on this podcast. Just just warning you now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yum. So I guess the next Workout big thing snacks. Yes. <laughs> they kind of go together, but not all at one time. Because sometimes too many workout snacks and the workout gear. Mm. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the next question would be the why. Like, why the chocolate bar? How did we get to this point and and why did we want to do this would you like to share at the class d ooh 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 me me, me. <laughs> i say that like there's someone else on the phone pick me pick me ooh hold on one second let me clear my throat i sound like <clears throat> ooh i sound like gravelly voiced mcgee <laughs> that's not a good look um so the why for the chocolate bar and my why for all of this let me see yes. I think for me, my big why, and I think this might be some of yours too, Brie, is when I got started, I had a hard time finding women who looked like me. I knew they must exist somewhere. But even now in day-to-day life, I go to the gym and I look around and I said, you know, I'm the only one here. Sometimes I'm the only woman, period, lifting weights. But in my day-to-day life, I'm almost always the only woman of color I see on a regular basis who is out there really getting into lifting weights. I know there I know there are others out there. I see them when I go to powerlifting competitions and bodybuilding shows. Maybe they're all hiding. Maybe they all have home gyms. And if they do, girl, invite me over. I'm jealous. Right? <laughs> like, can I get one too? But I, for me, it's been between social media and just going to shows and competitions, I just really wanted to feel like there was a home for us where we could talk about some of the issues that we have that might be a little different or a little extra. You know, we always get into the black girl hair thing. and How do you keep your hair this way? And what is your, you know, and the quote unquote, I think you put it this way, black people don't, or people of color don't dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Those kinds of conversations that you don't necessarily have in every form. So for me, I think that was really important. I know when I started, I didn't get to have those conversations. And I know I got questions from my family where it was, 
why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. Or you'll never find a man if you do that. Well, they might've been proven right on that one, but that's another story for another day. (laughs) (laughs) It's those kinds of conversations. And actually along those lines, well, as a black woman in your thirties, forties, fifties, shoot, how old is the bodybuilding lady? Miss, what's her name? Geraldine, is that her name? Did I just give Thank you, Ernestine. I mean, yeah, she, she's, she's grown, like grown. Seven. Yeah, she's for real. Grown. Right. So, so you know, when you whatever age as a black woman, what you know, what challenges do we have when we choose to be on the path of lifting and the barbell and health, the healthy life that comes with all of it, or at least the healthy life we try to have that comes with all of that? And those discussions, I just think it's a, it's a special community, and we all want community and look for community in some way in these, in these, in this world. So that's my why. And I'm going to give it back to Brie because I'm sure she has a why she brought and, and ladies and gentlemen, because there might be gentlemen listening. Brie's going to act like she didn't bring this idea to the table. So I'm just going to say for the record, because I know her and I know she's going to skip this part oh boy, that <laughs> this was her lovely brainchild. I'm just the annoying little sister who was like, ooh, 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 ooh. I have an idea. Listen to me. Listen to right. me. I got an idea. Bree, Bree. So don't let her try to act like she wasn't the brainchild here. She 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 she's 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 a genius. She says recovering attorney, but the brain is still always thinking. This Girl, is brilliant. I'm just first saying. First of all, just y'all, kidding. dear listeners, and I appreciate that, D. Thank you. But do not be fooled. If it were not for this one over here, we still would be in the talking stages because I'm the most untechnical person on the face of the earth. And truth be told, this actually is like our third episode, technically, because of the first. <laughs> Your girl got all cute over here and I was like, yes, and we'll record and we're going to podcast and didn't record anything after talking for an hour. So (laughs) that was a great conversation. It sure was. And I appreciate the credit, but do not be fooled. I may have some brains, but she's got all the brawn. Anyway, (laughs) so my why. Um, just to echo a lot of what Dee said, I mean, for me, it was the same thing. I'm just really big on, um, representation. I think that, um, you know, my, my famous catchphrase is, and I don't know where I got it from, but hopefully I'll remember so I can give them credit. You can't be what you can't see. And for me, what's most inspiring is to see people that look like me in spaces doing things that I'm passionate about. And powerlifting, bodybuilding, um, CrossFit are those things for me. And while it's great to, you know, go on Instagram and, you know, look at the CrossFit website and see all these amazing people, you know, doing these things that I love, um, it's been a little disheartening for me not to see more people of color doing them. And that doesn't mean they're not doing them, but not to see them, Um, not for them to have the exposure that some other folks may have. And again, I don't know if that's just because 
you know, busy with their head down doing what they do, or they don't have that space, or people simply don't know about them. Um, you know, when you look at somebody like, uh, you know, Jenny Arthur on the, you know, Olympic weightlifting team, or Elizabeth Akinwale in CrossFit, or, you know, uh, Kimberly Walford in powerlifting, and you see what these women are doing, you're kind of going, how the hell am I the only one that knows about her? So that was really why I wanted to start um, the chocolate bar. So that A, women of color could see that we are doing these things and we do do these things. Like, you know, D said, there's soft in times so many will, you know, but black people don't do this and black women don't do that. And black women don't work out and they don't do CrossFit and blah, blah, blah. And we just want to sh- prove that that's not at all the case. Um, and so I think the more exposure that women of color have to these activities and sports and see that, wow, she looks like me. She's built like me. Um, you know, she's come from the same journey that I have. And if she can do it, maybe I can do it too. So that's really my why. And plus it's a little selfish just because again, I said, I love the sports so much. And anytime I can immerse myself in them, whether it be doing them or watching them or talking about them, I want to seize that opportunity to do so. So that's my why. (laughs) You know, it's funny you talk about being able to see each other. This is a random story that it just happened today. So I was, you know, posted on Instagram and there have been some things on my personal Instagram that have been shared randomly in a positive way, not a negative way. That have just brought all these random people to my She's Instagram a that I've never y'all. seen before. She's a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting because the people that are popping up the most often are other black women. And it's crazy because how do we have this community of black women who are all really interested in lifting, whether it's for just general fitness or they're trying to lose weight and get in shape or somewhere in the middle or people who are genuinely interested in powerlifting and competing and people who just do the power lifts for hobbies and CrossFitters. And it's so interesting how these people, some of these girls have been on Instagram clearly for years. If you've got a couple thousand followers and you're not an IFBB pro or something along those lines and you're not Kimberly Walford, <laughs> you know, right you know that if someone's got thousands of followers, they've been posting for a while and you can scroll back and see it. And it's, you just wonder, how have I not seen you before? Right. And I think that, that, that hidden, we're all hidden in corners unless you're legitimately famous. And I put that in quotes because I don't know how famous people in strength sports really are because we're our own little world over here where everybody else in the real world thinks we're strange. So, (laughs) but if you're strength sports famous, it's crazy to me that, other than that, no, we could all do this and never see each other. Right. And never speak. So I, I, even that for me was kind of, oh, wow, we really do need to do this because we're out here. We just can't all see each other until someone says, hey, see that girl over there? She's right. out here learning how to do this. And see that dude over there? He's learning and teaching his girlfriend how to do this. And mm-hmm. I think, I hope that we get to play a little part. One of the things I'm super passionate about and Brie, you get to hear it when I text you from the gym in the morning. <laughs> when I, I'm passionate about women learning the lift and getting comfortable being a woman in the weight room. 
And I hope that this can help someone out there feel that way where they said, oh, okay, well, I might not like being the only woman out here, but now I know that there are others out there somewhere. Because sometimes you look around and when you don't see anyone else, it makes it that much harder to really put your head down and do the work, even if you are passionate about the work. Because you just feel like you're floating on an island. So hopefully we bring some women into the fold who might not have been here before. Right. Right. And I think, too, (laughs) I think having the ability to just sort of dispel some of the myths about what power lifters look like or, you know, what CrossFitters or even bodybuilders are supposed to look like or what they do look like, because there's a lot of misinformation and, um, you know, preconceived notions out there. And let me tell you. When I tell you I am regular, degular, schmegular, I totally am. Like walking down the street, I doubt very seriously anyone would look at me and say, oh, you're a power lifter or you're a crossfitter or you're a bodybuilder. So, which is fine. I mean, you know, I guess I just say that to say that you can just be a completely normal person and, you know, be athletic and be fit without being a caricature. And I think that's one of the things too that I want to highlight and, and, you know, dispel some of those fears for a lot of uh, women of color. You know, I often hear uh, women that say that they want to get in shape or they want to do this, but they quickly fall with, but I don't want a lot of muscle like you, or I don't want to, you know, it's like, well, damn, thanks. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't want to lose my curves, whatever that means, but you know, it, it's what you make of it. And I think that's um, one of the things that, people don't necessarily get unless they've done it before. Um, One thing that I found um, particularly amazing was that the things that I had longed for for so many years when I was dieting and, you know, approaching fitness from a more aesthetic um, perspective, like I want, you know, a six pack or flat abs or I want a nice butt or I want to, you know, be lean or whatever. Once I stopped focusing on all those stuff, I still didn't get a sick pack. But anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) once I stopped focusing on those things and focused on being strong or, or hitting certain goals with respect to my lifts, all that stuff started to fall into place anyway. Um, which was really ironic. So there is a lot to be said about just being strong um, or lifting weights just to be strong and not necessarily to look a certain way. You may find that you'll get there anyway and probably a lot quicker. So those are just some of the things we want to share with you guys Um, and just talk about those other things. You know, we talked about our strength and our life and our time, you know, the life part, you know, those other things that go into who we are and, um, you know, maybe compel us to lift, like, you know, holding a full-time job and trying to manage your training or manage your nutrition, being a mom and a wife and trying to manage your training and trying to manage your nutrition, being single and dating and trying to manage your training, (laughs) trying to manage your nutrition. You know, this is a common theme here. Um, 
you know, again, how do you handle uh, people who are not supportive of what you do? How do you handle those crazy questions? Um, how do you manage your social media presence? You know, if you are doing other things, you have to be mindful about that a lot of times. So just all those little tidbits. And I mean, even the more, you know, sort of trivial things like hair, how do you manage that when you're always in the gym? Um, you know, finding a powerlifting singlet to fit your um, particular body type. Like these are all these burning questions we all have. Or even if you don't know about the sport at all, just learning about it. What is powerlifting? What's the difference between that and um, Olympic weightlifting? Is a snatch nasty? Like, you know, all the stuff <laughs> that you maybe hear, but don't really know what it means. This is a place for you to come and learn about it. Um, so we hope to bring you that. Let me put that caveat out here um, and we'll repeat it <laughs> repeatedly. We are not experts. I repeat. <laughs> mm-hmm. We are not experts. So 95% of what you'll hear from us will be anecdotal experience. And if there are things that we want to speak on that are a little bit out of our bailiwick, we will bring in some experts. Trust me on that. I'm a lawyer. I ain't trying to get sued. So (laughs) (laughs) we're hoping to feature some coaches and some great athletes and, you know, folks that deal with nutrition to answer some of your questions. So anything we are not sure about, we will tell you we are not trying to pretend to be anything that we're not. I think we are two women who are passionate about power sports and string sports and want everyone to be just as passionate as we are. So that's it. (laughs) Yes. We will find you a resource. If you hear something out here and you have questions or we, you know, say something that we don't know that we can necessarily speak to beyond our personal experience, we will definitely bring it to the table that there are people out there and we will give lists of experts, lists of websites. There are tons of resources out there. I know I've been using them for years when I haven't had a coach that I'm paying to tell me what to do. (laughs) So they are there. There are some reputable ones. There are some not reputable, not so reputable ones. And we'll try to steer you away from the not so reputable. um, help you figure out how to pick one and how to figure out Mm -hmm. who is reputable and who's not reputable. Or do you even need a coach at all? Um, hopefully we will address those things in later podcasts as well. Am I forgetting? I am. <laughs> I think not. I think one of the things that we did talk about is, and this is your other caveat that we probably should mention is that this is not about how to get the skinniest you'll ever skinny. Um, yes. We're not out here with, we will never, ever, you will never hear say uh, either one of us say, yeah, I found this great detox tea that no. XYZ celebrity told me to drink on the back of XYZ magazine, and I have totally lost 30 pounds. Never mm-hmm. going to hear that here. I'm, I've not, I've, I don't know that I've ever been the detox tea person. I don't know that I ever could be. I like food. I like to chew. I'm a really big fan yes. of chewing. Yes. And chewing in general, we... We, we like food. So 
we might be able to talk about dieting in the context of how that operates in the various strength sports, because what you're doing when if you're prepping for a powerlifting meet is not going to look the same as if you're prepping for a bodybuilding show, even though it would right. be really fun if you could prep for a bodybuilding show the same way you do <laughs> for a powerlifting meet. Who are you telling? <laughs> I probably would still be looking at doing bodybuilding shows if you could do that. But <laughs> In general, this is just not where you know, this is not where we are and where we don't want to encourage people to be in that place where they're going on fasts and detoxes right. and things of that nature. So we love you all. And if you want to stick around and listen and learn and be a part of this, we're more than happy to have you here. But you'll never get detox tea advice from no. us. We're sorry. No flat tummy <laughs> there will be no waist no. trainers. There will be no... no- teaching you how to not have your thighs touch. Um, what mm-hmm. else? No quick fixes, no diet pills, um, no crazy diets, period. We certainly can expose you to different ways of managing your nutrition. Like, you know, if it fits your macros or flexible dieting or clean eating or other things, but definitely nothing that is going to um, sell you a false bill of goods. So if that's what you're looking for, this may not be the spot for you. <laughs> but again, if you're interested in figuring out how to create a lifestyle um, of health and fitness that works for you, that works for your particular body type, that is manageable over um, the long haul, then you know, hopefully those are some things that you can learn from us. And we're still learning. I mean, like I said, you know, this is my sort of foray into powerlifting. So I'm learning from D everything that, you know, she goes through. Um, I'm still learning a lot about bodybuilding and what that looks like, like at 45 versus at 35. So, you know, we want to take you along on our journeys too, and we can all learn together like it. That's, that's what we're doing here. We're still learning. I, I, I told someone today that the hardest thing about where I am right now is that I am having to relearn, unlearn and learn (laughs) all at once. So (laughs) it's, it's, it's a never ending. And that's, I think why so many of us kind of fall into the lovely rabbit hole that is strength sports and strength training is because there's always something new. There's always a way to grow. There's always a way to get better. And even when your, your other things in life may be kind of static and, you know, okay, I know this is where I am right now for the next two years, or I know this is what I'm doing for the next three years. I, I can't tell you what my powerlifting journey will evolve into in the next two or three years. I know what I would like to see, but that doesn't mean that that path is straight, narrow, simple, easy, or any of those things. And it's been an adventure. I I definitely thought at this point I would be looking, if you would ask me five years ago where my fitness journey would be right now, I would have probably told you I would be chasing down a pro card and figure. I am Mm -hmm. clearly not doing that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) clearly not doing that so there's definitely evolution that happens and i think that's probably the greatest part about this is that a lot of things when you're done you're done right a lot of sports when you're done there's nothing left there's you know it that's it but this is one of those sports where you finish and you kind of can transition from one chapter to another or if you decide 
that, oh, uh, my body has outgrown one category. Let me try this other category. And then you evolve and you change. It's like being in a perpetual evaluation, evaluation, evolution. It's definitely Adina's brain is saying goodbye. But (laughs) it's uh, um, evaluation and evolution are not the same thing, people. But I think that's probably the best part about this entire thing is that you can constantly evolve. It's, It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And I think for me, one of the things that um, I've learned along the way, and I've been, you know, lifting, geez, well over 20 something years. Um, I think one of the things that I learned that really was a turning point for me was that the goal is actually the journey. Um, You know, a lot of times when I'm in the gym, people will say, oh, what are you training for? You know, even when I'm in the off season and I'm not, you know, don't have a show on the horizon or, you know, anything like that. And they're always sort of shocked that I'm just training because I love it, you know. And I think for me, the fact that there's always something to work on, there's always something to improve, um, there's always something to tweak and fine tune. Like you said, D, it's just that's what I love so much about it. Um, And that's really the goal for me is to just constantly be learning and improving and getting better. And it's not all going to happen at once. I think once you've gotten to the point where you say, okay, I've achieved that goal, like it just kind of stops, like you said. But I think with strength sports, there really isn't that stopping point. Um, There's always something else that you can do or, or, um, transition into. So, and for me particularly, you know, it's interesting because I'm, I'm really straddling the fence right now. You know, I have my one foot in, um, physique sports and, and competing in women's physique. And I've got the other toe (laughs) kind of dipping into powerlifting and CrossFit. And I can't be great at all of them all at the same time which was very disappointing for me to find out, but it is what it is. So, you know, while I'm focusing on prepping for um, my next bodybuilding show, I've had to cut back considerably on my CrossFit because I have to be mindful of injuries and rest and recovery. Um, Now, I'm fortunate in that the coach that I'm working with has incorporated a lot of powerlifting Um, movements and techniques into my bodybuilding prep, which is like the best of both, both worlds for me right now. So I'm a happy camp camper, but you know, I understand that you can't have everything at once and powerlifting and strength sports have taught me so much about patience and, um, being okay with the journey and understanding that, you know, you may take three steps forward and five steps back. And it doesn't mean that you've done something wrong or that there's something wrong with you. It's just the journey. So once I think I was able to internalize that, I was actually able to enjoy the process much more than I had in the past. So um, yeah, you're right. That's one of the things I really love about this. And, And hopefully some of you out there listening We'll try it out and and learn to love it too. So um, I'm I'm excited to see what happens at the chocolate bar. Yay! Yay. So 
I feel like we've talked your ear off. (laughs) Yeah. I I think we're in our last few, few minutes and seconds here. Um, So I guess future plans and where else to find us. (laughs) Yes. Coming soon. (laughs) Coming soon from Chocolate Bar. (laughs) We are working on our Instagram presence. We're working that out and we're looking at the, at, at developing a blog to go along as kind of a companion piece to what you hear here. That sounded mm. really strange, but we'll go with it. <laughs> uh, things where we'll, in some places we will delve a little deeper into some things and that we talked about here, or we'll get a little bit more about our individual stories or other people's stories that we find along the way. I am trying to convince our dear Brie that she's going to do a series on life as with her prep as she gets closer to this show she's doing for her pro debut. Y'all may not want to hear um, from me then, child. <laughs> let me tell you, I, that's going to be 60 minutes of straight cursing. <laughs> <laughs> Which might be really entertaining. <laughs> Basically. The answer will this be, she's true. really angry. Right. So we've, we will we'll be on social media. We'll work. We're working on our blog. We'll start giving those links out as they are completely established and up and running. But the, the podcast is our first love and our first home. Yes. So this is Check our little us out on iTunes. Um, leave us a review when you hear it. Let us know if you like it. Well, no, only let, only let us know if you do like it. If you don't like it, we don't want to hear from you. I'm kidding. Um, kind of, but not. (laughs) And, uh, and of course, while we're, and while we're, while we're out here, we'll, we'll, we'll send some love to Zencaster who made us look like we know what we're doing because we don't. Absolutely don't. Thanks Zencaster. (laughs) Yay. So I think that's that's it. We did it. I have enjoyed this immensely. I'm so excited to be doing this with my partner in crime and iron. And I hope you guys will love it here as much as we do. So we will see you at the bar. Yes. Have wonderful, wonderful, wonderful days, nights, weekends, wherever you are. And that is it. Thanks for checking us out. Thank you for listening to the chocolate bar, our life, our strength, our time. Later.